There's power in the name of. There's healing in the name of. There's salvation in the name of. The Bible says that demons tremble at the sound of that name. Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Nkefu of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. Bishop Nkefu is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now... Here's today's message. If you want to build a mega church, you have to have certain attitudes. And those attitudes would help you to become a mega church pastor. The first attitude you must have is that you must have a heart for mega church. You must have a heart for a mega church. In other words, you must want a mega church. You must want it. that you don't want will not come to you. Yes. Anything that you don't want will not come to you. And some people don't want a mega church. Like I explained during the morning session. They are very okay with a small church. Oh, there are a lot of people who prefer a smaller church. So it's like a family church. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody visits everybody. We have parties today in your house. The following time here, that is, we are okay. Such a person cannot become a mega church pastor because, as all of us are aware, it is not easy to build a mega church. Now, if you don't know, it's because you have just come. You have just started in the ministry. It is very difficult. It's a hard turn. But it is possible. Church growth. I cannot hear you. Church growth. Church growth. It is possible. Hallelujah. Amen. Alright. So you must be somebody that your heart wants a big church. Anything that your heart wants, you work towards it and you achieve it. Many years ago there was a, a book. There was a book that we used to read. When the heart decides. When the heart decides. 
Hallelujah. There are two reasons why your heart is very important. The first reason why your heart is important is because your heart is a source of your life. Your heart is a source of your life. So, the heart of a pastor is the life of his ministry. The life of a pastor is the heart of his ministry. Everything comes out of the heart. Yeah. Everything comes out of the heart. All issues come out of the heart. The human heart is what gives the human being life. To the extent that to the extent that if your heart stops beating, we have to make sure that it beats again very fast. Yeah. And we have three minutes to do that. We have three minutes to do that. If we do it after three minutes, by that time your brain is bored. So even if you come back to life, you become a vegetable. Yeah. So immediately your heart stops. Every effort is made to make sure that it comes back. Because your human heart is where life is. It's your heart that pumps the blood. Pumps the blood. And as long as the blood is flowing, there's life. If the flow of the blood cuts, every part of the body starts to die. Starting with the brain cells. Hallelujah. So the heart of a pastor determines the ministry of the pastor. What is in your heart is what to be manifested in your ministry. So you must develop a heart that is full of a desire for church growth. Your heart can be full for money. Your heart can be full for prosperity. Your heart can be full for fame, popularity, personal greatness. These are all different things that your heart can be full with in the ministry. Do you understand it? If your heart is full for prosperity, your messages, your actions, whatever you do will all be in that way. Your programs, what you preach, and all that. Amen. Look at Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23. 
with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life do you have any other translation do you have NIV above all else guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life your heart is the wellspring of life do you have the message bible very good message bible keep vigilant watch over your heart that's where life starts life starts in the heart so listen church growth starts in your heart church growth starts in your heart church growth look your church will never grow you will never be a, a mega church pastor if you don't have a heart for that yeah if you can leave this conference with your heart changed now listen I don't like a small church I don't want a few people sitting in the church as I've seen for the past five years no something must change I want something different immediately your heart turned life the life of a mega church pastor has also started vigilant watch over your heart that is where life starts yes no matter what we say over these three days eh mega church is it you will reject it in your heart you reject it in your heart. You reject it in your heart. Let me ask you a question. How many of you, you have sat in church? Preaching is going on. But what is coming? You say, oh, this one day. Me, it's not for me. This one is not for me. How many of you have? Oh, honest Christians. Honest. 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 Or sometimes somebody is preaching. And the doctrine that the person is talking about, you do agree with it. So everybody is happy, but you sit down there, so look, okay, it's okay for them, but me, it's not for me. You see, your heart cannot accept it. So whatever benefit, whatever development, whatever blessing has come out of it, to you it will not come because life doesn't start there. So it is not enough to say that there are good reasons for a mega church. All right, the journey must now start from your heart. About two years ago, an elderly man, elderly pastor, he came for the church go conference. He didn't speak to me. He spoke to one of the. Uh, our pastors 
He said, look, I've been in ministry all these years. I thought I was doing church. Not that I was not doing church at all. You see, it occurred to him. It occurred to him that his understanding and everything had, had, been, had not been right. It's a decision of the heart. If the heart wants to do something, eh, it will accomplish it. If the daughter of a rich man, the daughter of a very rich man wants to marry a poor village boy, if you are the father, agree. 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 Look, you can do whatever. If she says this is the one, even if you marry her to a very rich person, she will find a way of going to sleep with this poor village boy. That is where the heart is. Do you have the New Living Translation? NLT. NLT. Very good. Guard your heart above all else. For it determines the course of your life. For it determines the course of your life. The course of your ministry is determined by your heart. The course of your ministry. So whether your ministry will be big, it will be small, whether it will be an evangelistic ministry, whether it will be a ministry that is uh, based on social issues, whatever it is, it is determined by your heart. So pastor, your heart is very important. Your heart, the, the heart of the pastor is very, very important. That is why the Bible said, guard it, protect it, watch over it. Be mindful what gets into your heart. But I pray that in these three days, God will put the desire for church growth in your heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. May church growth begin to grow out in your heart. Amen. May it begin to happen in your heart. Amen. May it begin to happen in your heart. Amen. Yeah. Please that. A pastor was telling me that that pastor attended one of my church growth conferences last year. And the person heard me talking about this. And the person said, I realized that even I was not thinking about church growth until I heard it. That I was not even thinking about it. It was not even in my heart. Yeah. And the person was telling me that immediately I had that message. I started to pray and to work on my heart and to have a vision and a desire for church good. And he was saying, Now, a year on, I have almost 1,000 people. So, 
you must have a reorientation of your heart. A reorientation of your heart. After this conference, when you go to church and you see your church, you say it in your heart. This is not what I want. This is not what I want. No. So this is the beginning. Thank God for the beginning. We are now going to build a church. Yeah. In fact, immediately, listen, you will receive life. Immediately, look, many pastors are tired. When I say you are tired, there is no energy to do more. No, there's no energy to do more. You are frustrated. You are discouraged. You have not seen the result that you want to see. I get what I'm saying. Now, immediately you decide in your heart that I am going to believe God to go for church growth. It life life will begin to come. Suddenly, suddenly your prayer life will change. Your ability to read books and to study books will change. Your evangelistic life will change. You see, life begins to, the blood for church growth begins now pump. It begins to now pump everywhere. It begins now to pump everywhere. Yeah. How many of you understand what we are talking about? That is why I say you need that attitude first. Yeah. You need that attitude first. It's almost like you are sleeping. Then you just wake up and say, Hey, what is happening? I need to go in this direction. Even though you are you are you are sleeping based on whatever you saw in your dream. <laughs> when you wake up, eh, you begin to do things differently. When your heart wants church good, you begin to do things differently in your church. Yeah. You begin to do things differently in your church. Now some of you in your church, you don't mind that the children and the adults are mixed together. So when you are preaching, a child is crying, ah! this one is shouting here. Somebody, a child has poo-poo in the places, but you don't, you don't care. You see, you don't know that it affects the growth of your church. There are many people who will not be able to sit in that church under those circumstances. Immediately your, your heart won't church growth. You, you, you look at all the things that can affect the growth of the church. Hallelujah. Yeah. You say you want church good. Bishop, I really want my church to grow. But you cannot wake up at dawn to pray. You see, church good is not in your heart. It's not. It's not in your heart. Because growth comes from God. I have planted. Apollos watered. God gave the increase. Now, if God gave the increase, then it means I must depend on God for the increase. So, I don't. I 
cannot sleep. It is time to go and depend on God. And the thing is in my heart. <laughs> Bishop Harry was sharing with me. He said, last Saturday, you know, he was into all kinds of programs. By the time he went to sleep, he was very exhausted. I said, I couldn't sleep. He said, I kept on thinking, how can I sleep? Sunday, the church must grow. The church must be full. I cannot sleep. You can't sleep. You cannot rest. I said to pastors, I said to pastors, if you are a pastor, your church is not growing. Na when your erection. So when you hear it, I doubt, I doubt your desire for church growth. I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt it. Say and you may be a drop here, I drop here, I drop here. I doubt it. You see, because what be a son and you are directions will just die. Is it not true that is it not true that a lot of problems, anxiety, financial issues, troubles and all that they take away your erections? Is it not true? Is it not true? Is it not true? Yeah. Yeah. So this Asona in you, they be awkward twelve. They be awkward fifteen people. They be awkward eleven people. Say a how a idea. A how pa so a how pa oh it's it's not possible, sir. Are you maybe I drop here? It's not possible. And I do be a drop here. Who is serious? Who is serious? Who is serious? Sorry, now come on, pray. Oh, come on. And then my story, I say, look, it's time to go and pray. It's time to go and pray. How many of you can understand the message? You must have a heart for church growth. And I said, there are two reasons. Because life begins in your heart. Number two, another reason why you must have a heart for church growth is because the size of your ministry depends on the size of your heart. The size of your ministry depends on the size of your heart. If your heart is a small church heart, your ministry will always be small. 
23 and verse 7. Proverbs 23 and verse 7. Proverbs 23 and verse 7. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. It and it said he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. Watch out. For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So, so you, are, you are what you think in your heart. If you think big in your heart, you, you will be big. If you think small, you will be small. Do you remember the ten, the ten spies? The ten spies. That uh, Moses sent. Numbers 12 and 13. He sent them. Now what did they say? They said, Reverend Dr. Moses, the land that you sent us into, we saw it. It's a good land. Full of milk and honey. We saw the pomegranate trees and all that. But they said, we also saw something. We saw the children of Enoch. We saw them. Then they say something. They say, there's a reason why we cannot take that land. There's a reason why we cannot grow a large church. There's a reason why we cannot have a big ministry. Because when we look at the children of Enoch, how tall, how big, how strong they were, we were in our own, in our own side. Like grasshoppers. Because they saw themselves as grasshoppers. How can a grasshopper overcome a giant? In other words, the problems that we see in trying to grow a big church, when we, when we see the problems and we look at our ability, there is no way we can build a big church. So, forget about a big church. Let's have a small church. Let's have a small fellowship. But Joshua and Caleb said no. We saw the same things. We saw the same thing. But we also realized that if we believe in our God, alright, if we believe in our God, His greatness and His power, that He can overcome these enemies, we'll be able to take the land. In other words, our hearts, in our hearts, we have this belief that even though there are problems to building a large church, but with the help of God and faith in God and with desire in God, we can build a large church. They said, let's go for it. Two groups of people saw the same problems. They interpreted it differently. The size of your ministry depends on the size of your heart. Why? Why? Watch this. Why? Why? Now, your human heart. Look at me, everybody. Your human heart. How many of you know how big your human heart is? You have not seen before. You want to know how big it is. Eh? Okay, cleanse your face like this. Cleanse your face. Everybody, cleanse your face. And look at it. 
approximately that's the size of your heart. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You have not seen before, but it's approximately it's like this. And watch this. Watch this. We work with our hands. What we achieve in life is a product of our hands. And if the size of our hand is as a, the size of our heart, then it means that what our hands can achieve is determined by how big our heart is. What your hands can achieve is determined by the size of your heart. Yeah. That is why sometimes you see a big man facing another big man and you run away from him. Then you see a small boy and a small boy will say, I'll beat you. I say, I'll beat you. Everybody's wondering, ah, no, I'm you see, he's not looking at his size. He's looking at what is in his heart. Your heart produces and determines what this your hands watch. So small heart, small hands, small achievements. Big heart, big hands, big achievements. Wow. So I have a big heart. How many of you have heard that expression before? He has a big heart. How many of you have heard it before? He has a big heart. When they say he has a big heart, it doesn't mean that the heart is big. It's talking about the attitude. The attitude. The mindset. Many pastors have small mindset, small church mindset in your heart. Come here. I'm sorry. Come here. Come here. I'm sorry. I saw you come here in matters for one by 50 years, Roman for by 75 years, Anglican for by 45 years, Church of Pentecost for by 25 years, Assembly by 22 years. Oko kosho mu na ebiya diaketwa sa enti ya diaketwa enuan enuan. How many of you have heard that before? Is it that is in your heart? And it has produced the size of your church. Because you say to yourself, I can never break this barrier. I can never break this barrier. But Caleb was 85 years. And he went to Joshua and said, give me this mountain. Give me this mountain. 85 years. 85. 85 year old man was calling for a mountain. An 85-year-old man can call for a mountain, whereas a 22-year-old man will say, no, it's not possible. 
it depends on what is in the heart. You will build a large church if you have a heart that wants to work towards a large church. Hallelujah. Huh? Amen. Amen. So the first attitude you must have is that have a heart for a mega church. Pray to God to change your heart. Yes. Ask the Lord to remove fear doubt, unbelief, tiredness. Are you getting that? From your life. And ask the Lord, put fire, put faith in my heart. Let me be like Caleb who at 85 wanted to be given a mountain. Hey! Huh? And now look at Joshua 14, 10. And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive. As he said, this 40 and 5 years, even since Moses spoke this word, even this the Lord spoke to this, this word or to Moses, so God spoke 45 years ago. While the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now, lo, I am this day four square and five years old. Verse 11. As yet I'm as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now for war, both to go out and come in. Now therefore, give me this mountain whereof the Lord spake in that day. I want to declare to you that the church growth that you want from today, whether you are an old man, whether you are a young man, whether you are tired, whether you are not tired, you are rising up in the name of Jesus. You are rising up in the name of Jesus and you are taking it. I'm shouting. I'm, I'm shouting. Hallelujah. Yeah. May you receive strength to go for the mountain of church growth. It's a mountain, oh. but I tell you, yeah. you, 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 you try to, you try to hold it. It's not working. But as long as we have a heart for church growth, but one day, yeah, for an old man. To want to be given a mountain at 85. And watch, he said, My strength is the same. Many of you are tired. You are tired. You are tired. Yeah. Your productivity is less than half what it used to be. Watch. 
you enjoy watching TV and movies and relaxing and eating more than two, three, four years ago. Your zeal for church growth is no more there. Things you used to do, you don't do them anymore. Now when you go to church, whether the people come or they don't come, you use, it used to bother you. Now it doesn't bother you. No, it used to bother you. Now it doesn't bother you. Lift up your hands and ask God to give you a heart for church growth. Lift up your hands and pray. Lift up your hands and pray. Say, Lord, give me a heart for church growth. May I not be tired. 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 In the name of Jesus. Pray, pray. Lift up your voice and pray. A heart for church growth. 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 Pray, pray, pray. Come on, lift up your hands and tell Jesus. 
an attitude that a pastor who wants to have a beggar church must have is that you must have a vision for a mega church. You must have a vision. Now that you have accepted that a mega church is good for you to pursue, you need to let it become a vision. A vision. Yeah. Your vision must be that God will use you to bring a lot of people into the kingdom. That is a mega church. Yes. Yes. You must have that vision. A vision is a dream, it's an aspiration, it's something that you see with your spiritual eyes, your mental eyes. Hallelujah. Something that you want to achieve. Something that you want to experience. So, you must have a vision. A person without a vision will die in all that he's doing. Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 18. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that loveth the Lord, happy is he. When there is no vision, the people perish. Hallelujah. Now, this is your vision. One of the things that must be related with this your vision is that it is something that you must see. You must see. So if you want to build a mega church, see a mega church. See it. See it. Why? Because you will become what you see. Eventually, eventually, you will become what you see. That is why the Bible says, let the weak say I'm strong. Let the poor say I'm rich. What does it mean? It means today you are poor. But don't see yourself as poor. As you are standing here poor, see yourself as rich. So you must have, you may have a little church today, 25 people, but see a thousand member church. You will become what you see. In other words, you will not become what you don't see. That is why, pastors, listen to me. How many of you want to have a mega church? One of the things that you should be doing, look at me. One of the things that you should be doing is that you must, from time to time, go to churches that are far bigger than your church. Do you understand just to see. Yes. Just to see. Just to see. 
When you see something, it affects you. When you see something, it affects you. As we have been going to Korea, it has affected us. It has affected us. There are many things that we do in our denomination that we learn from them. It has affected us. Yeah. There's a scripture, I think. I think Proverbs 13, 20. Let's see. Proverbs 13, 20. He that walketh of wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise. Why? When you walk with wise men, their wisdom will rub on you. And when you walk with fools, their foolishness will also rub on you. And you'll be destroyed. In this book that I introduced in the morning, Church Growth, it is possible. Alright? Church Growth, it is possible. There's a session where the bishop teaches about church growth and relationships. Church growth and relationships. I hear you go home. Relationships and friendships lead to church growth. Churches that do not grow are often isolated. Ministers of the gospel who have good relationship with other ministers often become successful and take on the characteristics of, of their friends. It is important to have good friends in the ministry to become like your friends. If your friends have large and successful churches, you are likely to have a large and successful church too. Silently living in isolation will not help anybody. It will definitely not help someone who wants his church to grow. To grow. Humble yourself and do what it takes to have relationships with those who matter. Years ago, I zeroed in on Dr. Yongicho and decided to learn from him and get close to him. Perhaps that was one of the most important decisions of my life as a pastor. I had decided to become close to the pastor of the largest world in the world, in the church in the world. That association has affected me in ways that I cannot think. So, seeing is very important. When you sit in a small church for a long time, it affects you. It gets to a point where you accept it as the normal thing. So from time to time, leave the church. Ask your assistant to preach. Then go to a bigger church. 
is about three times your church. Even that alone will affect you. Yeah, many years ago, when I was uh, uh, pastoring one of our brand churches, from time to time, Bishop Doug would gather us at the cathedral for conventions. One of the things that really, really affected me was the size of the choir. I used to sit right behind him. And when the choir came upstairs and filled the whole of the stage, it was far bigger than my church. And I wondered how I would ever have a church that was even as big as the choir before I would think about the churches. It really affected me. It affected me. It will affect you. When you go to a big church, you see the choir, you see the ashes. The ashes in the church are sissy, bigger than your church. Everybody you see is bigger than your church. When they say it's time for offerings, the offering ba- basket, you have two. You see an endless tray of offering baskets. You see, as you see like that, you may not know. It changes your mindset. It changes your mind. It changes your attitude. It affects you. There's a young pastor in Accra who has been attending our church go conference in Accra. Every year, the second week of September, we hold church go conferences at my cathedral. He's been coming for three years. When he started coming, he had only one church, small church. The following year, when he came, he testified that he had planted six more churches. Because we teach about church planting and, you know, he has started cells also. Eh? Yeah. Last year when he came, the church has grown some more. More branches. In, in, in December, in December or early this year, he sent me a mail. He said, Bishop, I am in Johannesburg. I said, what are you going to do? He said, have you forgotten that you have told us that we should go and look at Bishop Musasono's church? Bishop Musasono is one of the ministerial friends of Bishop Dad. Eh? He carries what we call an elephant anointing. <laughs> when you go to his church, when you go to his church, you see, when, you, when you look at the cup, the the car park, you wonder is it a church or is it a car assembling plant? Yeah. So many cars. When you enter the church, he has this big, you know, whatever, four uh, overflow halls, four. He has a mini sports Arena four. Four. So I tell the pastor, Wednesday. So he said, I am here. And he went to see the church. When he came, he said, Bishop, I've taken a decision. I said, What is your decision? He said, Small church. Me and small church. We are finished. 
we have finished. Now he has 18 churches. 18 churches. 18 churches. Yes. See. See. See a bit. See a bit. A church of a lot of ashes. A church of a lot of cars. A church of a big car park. So when you go back to your church and realize that we are in a classroom, there's no car park around you. You tell yourself that no, things can be better. It will affect you. How many of you understand what I'm saying? Yes, have a vision. Without a vision, you will perish. And like I was saying during the morning session, you will begin to compare yourself with things that you should not. Every service has its own choir. You see them coming in. Alright. The choir is 200 people plus. Umuria no moko. Na fufuraba. 200, 150. Into 75. Now, look. What are you comparing? And into Kawa Kwaji title, Apostle. With the Bishop Kwa Abatam. And two weeks ago, I applied to Yanfa Doctor and Sumo. Apostle Bishop Doctor. Now, this principle of sin before you become God made different people to practices in the Bible. How many of you remember Abraham? When God called him, he took along his cousin, Lot. And in Genesis 13, there was a problem. Now they had become big. So there were crashes. So Abraham said to Lot, look at the land and take whatever you want. Now, in Genesis 13, look at it from verse 14. Watch this. Everybody look at this scripture. And the Lord said unto Abraham, after that Lord was separated from him, lift up now the eyes and look. Look means what? See. Northward, southward, eastward, westward. Verse 15. For all the land which thou seest, to thee 
will I give it and to thy seed forever. Now, God said, what land was he going to give to Abraham? What land? All the land that you see. In other words, the size of Reverend Dr. Abraham's church depended on how far and how much he could see. God said, lift up your eyes and see. All the land, watch your, for all the land, for all the land, for all the land, for all the land, for all the land which thou seest. So listen, this is Abraham standing here. This is Abraham. Suppose Abraham lifted up his eyes and all that he saw was from here to this room. That's what God gave. That's what God gave. Suppose all that he saw was the space of the stage. That's what God would give. Suppose all that he saw was the size of this church. That is what God said I will give. Suppose he saw inside this church, outside the car park, and extended to the other side. God said I will give it to you. In other words, the size of your church is going to depend on your ability to see. of your ministry yes see with your spiritual eyes see with your physical eyes when you go to church there are 50 people there see beyond the 50 people Amen. The pastor God has used to build the largest church in the world, Dr. Yongicho. He said when he started his church, something crazy was going on. He had five people, but when he was preaching, he was screaming as if he was preaching to five thousand people. So his church members would come after church. And they don't tell them, look, Pastor, we are only five. You are, you are destroying our years. <laughs> when he built his first church, he had back on his. So he would be preaching. And then suddenly he would stop and said, the balcony was empty. empty. Those of you at the balcony, listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. He will be speaking to them. So soon, people came to the church to come and see the pastor who was mad and speaking to empty people. But he was not mad. He was not mad. He was seen. He was seen. He was seen. He was seen. When you go to church this Sunday, all the church where there's nobody, See them. Talk to them. When you are preaching, go to the empty chair. And talk to the empty chair. So next week, when you are coming to church, bring your tithe. You are not mad. For by faith, we know that the wells were created by the word of God. 
And God created all things out of nothing. You can also create your big church out of nothing. Can I have an amen? Genesis chapter 15. Genesis chapter 15. The word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abraham said, Lord, what would thou give me, seeing I go childless? My church is empty. Lord, my church is empty. You called me into ministry, and you have not given me sheep. I'm childless. And the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. And Abraham said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed. And lo, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thy heir, but he that shall come forth out of thy own bowel shall be thy heir. Verse 5. Watch this. Now God was going to give him a mega church. God was now, you know, because Abraham was crying. My church is empty. There's no more, nobody in the church. It's only this Eliezer, this stranger. That's my church. And God was about to give him a mega church. And what did God do? The Bible said that and he brought him forth abroad and said, Look. Look. It always starts with. Look abroad and said, he brought him up and said, Look now towards heaven and tell the stars. In other words, count the stars. If thou be able to number them, and he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. When Abraham said, my church is not good, God said, come, 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 come. He was very depressed under the tent. God said, come out, come out, come out. You are very depressed in your church. You are frustrated in your church. You don't like the church. You don't feel happy. One of the things that you have to do is that from time to time, go out and go and see things that will inspire you. God took him out. It's okay now. This is going to be your members. Count. Count. Abraham started counting the star. One, two, three, thousand, two thousand, uh, ten thousand, fifty thousand. Say, Lord, please, I'm tired. It's okay. If thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. What you can see will become thy seed. Don't die in that small church. Don't die. You have been congratulating your, your choir. The day you go and see a real choir, when you come, you dismiss that choir. 
because you don't know what acquires. When they are sinking, they did the auto, they trouble people for the number B. There are a lot of people that don't know the song, they are tilapiaing. The day you go and experience a real choir, when you come, you dismiss your choir. Hallelujah. I'm talking about the attitudes that a pastor who wants to have a mega church must have. Number one, have a heart for a mega church. Number two, have a vision. And the first aspect of the vision is that you must see. Abraham, see. Now, Jacob, the son of Abraham, eh? I think he learned this from his father. Because when he went to his uncle Laban and worked for 14 years, he used this principle to prosper greatly. Yeah, he used it. Come with me to Genesis chapter 30. Let's read from verse 25. NIV. 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 After Rachel gave birth to Joseph, Jacob said to Laban, send me on my way so I can go back to my own homeland. Give me my wives and children for whom I have served you and I will be on my way. You know how much work I have done for you. But Laban said to him, if I have found favor in your eyes, divination that the Lord has blessed me because of you. He added, name your wages and I will pay them. Nabal told Jacob, name your wages. In other words, tell me how much you want. I'll pay you. Verse 29. Jacob said to him, you know how I have worked for you and how your livestock has fed under my care. The little you had before I came has increased greatly. And the Lord has blessed you wherever I have been. May your little increase greatly in the name of Jesus. I said may your little increase greatly in the name of Jesus. The little you had before I came has increased. And the Lord has blessed you wherever I have been. But now, when may I do something for my own household? What shall I give you? He asked. Nevan asked, What shall I give you? Jacob said, Don't give me anything. 
Don't give me anything, Jacob replied. But if you do this, now watch. This is where it starts. But if you do this thing for me, I will go on tending your flocks and watching over them. Let me go through all your flocks. Now, Jacob was telling him what he wanted. Let me go through all your flocks and remove from them every speckled or spotted sheep, every dark-colored lamb, and every spotted or speckled goat. They will be my wages. And my honesty will testify for me in the future. Whenever you check on the wages you, you paid me, any goat in my possession that is not speckled or spotted or any lamp that is not dark colored will be considered stolen. Just, just pause there. Now watch this. <laughs> Laban said, I want you to continue to work with me. So tell me what I should do. Jacob said, don't give me money. I want you to do something for me. Allow me to go through your flocks. Everyone that is dark colored, that is speckled, I will take it. Stand up. I will take it. Anything that is dark colored, Master, I will take it. Anything that is speckled, that is dark colored, I will take it. I'll take it. And that will be my wages. Son of brother. Yes. You also look like speckled. I'll take it. Do you understand that? How many of you understand that? Eh? Please keep standing. <laughs> look at it again. And my honesty will testify for me in the future. Whenever you check on the wages you have paid me, any goat in my possession that is not speckled or spotted or any lamp that is not dark colored will be considered stolen. So what he was saying is that if one day you come among my sheep and you see, stand up, white, you see yellow, stand up, you see red, it means I have stolen. How many of you understand that? Is it clear? Because what you gave me, sit down please, what you gave me are these ones. When he said that, Laban said, This guy, bah, owning business. Owning business. Because the speckled eh, and the dark colored, there were not too many. Owning business. So immediately he agreed. So watch. Verse 34. Agreed. Agreed. Said Laban, let it be as you have said. So they signed they sign the contract. But watch, watch what a wicked, a wicked boss. When you are working with a wicked boss, look at what Laban is going to do. Next verse. That same day, he removed all the male goats. Lebanon. He removed all the magos that were streaked or spotted and all the speckled and all spotted female goats, all that had fight on them and all the dark colored lambs and he placed them in the care of his sons. Laban, come, come. 
Where are my sons? My sons, stand up. After they have agreed, he gathered all the very sheep and goat that Jacob said, let me have. He gathered all of them. Alright? And these are the sons of Laban. And he placed them in the care of his sons. And watch what they missed. Continue. Then he put a three-day journey between himself and Jacob. Why Jacob continued to tend the rest of Laban's flock? So now, Jacob continued to tend them, but the ones that he wanted, the man has collected everything and given it to his sons. Mungo sons, no. Look at this. Which means that the man started with nothing. Just like the way you started your church with nothing. But the principle of sin is now coming. It's now coming. Thank you. Please sit down. My second goes. I'll come for you again. Now watch this. Verse 37. Watch this. Jacob, however, took fresh cut branches from poplar. Almond and plain trees and made white strips on them by peeling the back and exposing the white inner wood of the branches. So, do you know what it is? Give me your jacket, my brother. Your jacket is going to be anointed. He took trees. The back of trees and created the pattern of spotted speckled pattern in them Jacob because the sheep that he wanted they have been taken away so he took the back of trees and created that pattern like the way they do tie and die do you understand tie and die they do one pattern they multiply is that also yes so he created it. Remember that the goats and the sheep he wanted. Laban has collected them, given them to his sons, create, send them three days. So they don't even, they, he doesn't see them again. Wicked employer. Anybody who is, has been cheating you, may the Lord blind his eyes in the name of Jesus. Amen. But God gave Jacob. You see, Jacob wanted to build a mega church. So whatever he had to do. Now, one of the principles that he was going to deploy was the, the principle of seeing. Your vision means you are seeing. See. Jacob, however, took fresh cut branches from poplar, almond, and plain trees and made, and made, he himself made it, white stripes on them. The speckle and the streaks means stripes. So he himself 
created it on the back of the trees. How many of you understand that? Yes. Huh? By peeling the back and exposing the white inner wood of the branches. Verse 38. Then he placed the peeled branches in all the watering traps so that they will be directly in front of the flocks when they came to drink. When the flocks, go back, when the flocks were in heat and came to drink, they made that in front of the branches and they bore young that were streaked or speckled or spotted. Now watch this. Watch this. This is where the sheep and the goats will come and drink. Have you seen how when they come they make like this and they'll be drinking? So the pattern that he created from the trees he put it here. Every time the sheep or the goat was in heat ready to be mated do you understand it? And they came to drink. He would put the pattern that he created near where they were going to drink. Why? So that as they drank, they'll be looking at the pattern at the same time. As they were drinking, they'll be seeing the pattern that he had created. How many of you understand that? I need you to understand it. He was very wise, so. Go, go, verse 32. Look at what he, he did further. Verse 38, 39, 39, 40. Jacob set apart a young of the flock by himself, but made the rest face the streak and dark colored animals that belong to Laban. Thus he made separate flocks for himself and did not put them with Laban's animals. Verse 41. Whenever the stronger females were in heat, Jacob would place the branches in the straps in front of the animals so they would make near the branches. But if the animals were weak, he would not place them there. So the weak animals went to Laban and the strong ones to Jacob. My, my spotted and dark come. Where are they? This is what he chose. But the man took them away. Please go here. He took them away. He said, No problem. So he took branches and created a pattern of these ones. Branches of trees. Whenever the sheep were thirsty and they were coming to drink, especially when they were ready to be mated and they were strong, you place it there. So as they were drinking, they'll be looking at it and they will see. So they will give birth to what they saw. 
And when they give birth to that, he will separate them aside. Every time. Every time. Every time. So from zero. From zero. Go to the next verse. In this way. In this way. By using the principle of sin. In this way. The man grew exceeding prosperous and came to own large flocks and maid servants and men servants and camels and donkeys. If you use the principle of vision, having a vision, you are going to build a mega church. From zero, the man built a mega church by creating the pattern for the sheep to see. Whenever they were hit and they, they, they were ready to be mated, and especially the strong ones, the strong ones, he would come and put the reason. If a bojua bojua one was coming, sick one, the one that is coughing, so he would just drink. Without seeing anything. But when the strong ones were coming. Why? It was important for them to see. Because they were going to bring forth what they see. Pastor, it is important for you to see a mega church before. You have to see it. You have to see it. You become what you see. You will not become what you have not seen. What you have not seen, you will never become. Yeah. That is why church growth and associations and church growth and relationships are very important. I was reading to you from the book. Yeah. Some of you, all your friends are pastors of small churches. They preach for you all the time, you preach for them. You have 25. They have 22. So you are very comfortable. Pray that a pastor with 150 member church will invite you even though you have one 30 member church. Yeah. Even when you enter the church, you begin to tremble. You'll be trembling. You have not preached to a 150 member church before. You are used to, But... God will give you the grace. And through your mistakes and all that still, you will learn something. Are you clapping your hands for Jesus? I'm talking about the attitude that a pastor who wants to have a mega church should have. Number one, such a pastor must have mega church in his heart. You must want it. You must have a heart that wants a mega church. Number two, you must have a vision. And the first thing about the vision is that you must see. You must see. You will never become what you have not seen. 
the ten spies did not inherit a mega church because they set up when we saw the, the enemies there we were in our own side like grasshoppers but Caleb and Joshua they said let's go because our God can conquer the enemies we are well able because God is of us yeah those of you in lighthouse eh? you must make trips you must make trips and go and see the churches of your fathers the mega churches that God has given to your fathers take one week off go there and say bishop so so and so I want to come and be with you for the for this one week. I just want to be around. Look, you will see so many things that by the time you are leaving, your whole mindset has changed. And remember that when your mind changes, it will change your heart. And when your heart changes, you are, you are going to conceive the mega church. The conception of the mega church starts from your heart. Mega church starts and ends in the heart of the pastor. You must see. Some of you have never traveled to conferences before. No. Today, I'm paying one sum. Heya, ne radia diama ya kwa na heya, diama ya ni mradi. Wow. From zero. From zero. From zero. Come. Strong sheep. I just when he delivers, he delivers just like this. He releases the animal itself to Laban. But the young he adds it to his flock. And watch this is what I like. The Bible says that this way, go back. Go back. Genesis 30 41 And it came to pass when, when so ever the stronger cattle did conceive That Jacob laid the rods Before the eyes of the cattle In the gutters That they might conceive among the rods But if the animals were weak he will not place them there. So the weak animals went to Laban and the strong animals to Jacob. In this way. In this way. There is a way to build a mega church. Vision. 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 Vision will cause you to build a mega church. Yeah. If you went around to see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten big churches, the way they behave, when you come to your church, you will not like your church again. You will like your church. You want something better. You want something bigger. You want something of more quality. Sound control in your church. 
we don't know whether we are playing trumpet. All like that. But we are very okay with it. You don't see anything wrong. But if someone comes to preach in your church and he says, I now cry, cry our church and hold too much. You know? Yeah. When you visit a church where the sound is crisp, eh? you don't need to talk. Lift up your voice. Just a little listen. Now, Gigi, we know. We know. Yeah, bro, you. Yeah, bread. Sir, so, at the power, huh? Sir, so, the power, huh? Sir, so, the power, huh? You go to a church, you see. Look at Mr. Patrick's puppet. Simple. What is your puppet? We don't know, sir. Eh, yeah. We alter. Sir, dear, do. What the big biakatasso? You know, with your bell, who preach it to me? Your bell crying. How many of you understand the principle of the vision? See. Hallelujah. The second aspect of the vision. Thank you. Clap your hands for this wonderful people. The second aspect of the vision is that this vision must become a burning desire in your heart. It must become a burning desire in your heart. Not only must you see it, it must be something that must consume you. Listen. Listen. When you meet such a person, his talking, his activities, his mentality, where he wants to go, where he wants to visit, what he wants to do, everything shows you that this is somebody who wants to become a rich man. I hear the Sakawa boys, they go and sleep inside a coffin at the cemetery. For three weeks, you, if they tell you even the, the, the coffin, just to carry it, you will say, When one, yeah, 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 and they're not anchor. But you see, umpes can't hear. When you read, what on earth will, will let young men do that? It's a passion. So your desire, it must, it must eat you up. You must speak church growth. Eat church growth. Sleep church growth. Wake up church growth. 
when you are bathing, it is church growth. When you are walking, it's church growth. The books you read, is church growth. The videos you watch, is church growth. The people that you associate with, is church growth. It must be a burning desire. And that desire will become an engine, an internal engine in your heart that moves you. Moves you. That moves you. David said, as the deer panted after the water brooks, so my soul pants after thee. My soul pants after the living God. Even my God, when shall I come and appear before my God? As the deer panted after the water brooks, the deer is the antelope. Is the antelope. Watch this. The antelope or the deer It's one of the smallest animals and it is greatly loved by many predators. They love the antelope to eat it for their breakfast, for their lunch, for their supper. Yeah, that is why God has also given them the potential to give back to a lot. Because But watch this. God has given the antelope the ability to swim in water with its nostrils just a little above the water and the whole body submerged to escape from a predator. So it will go into water and swim away with the nostril just a little bit. And the predator cannot find it. So now watch this. David said, as the deer pant, panted, as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants after you. So when, an ant, when a, a lion is chasing after an antelope, or a deer and it is running away how many of you have seen it before in documentaries it is running its heart will be pumping panting after where is water where is water where is water where is water as the antelope is swerving swerving turning tweaking it's looking for water because it knows that if you can get a pool of water and drop into it, it will continue to live. So as the deer panted after the water blows, if you want church growth, your heart must always be pumping. 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 What can I do to bring church growth? Which church growth book can I read? Which church? That is why some of you are not here in the morning. I said I am sharing at this conference from these three books church planting 
Here Bishop Dow teaches how to plant a church. Mega church. How to make your church grow. Church growth. It is possible. Church planting. The mega church. How to make your church grow. Church growth. It is possible. 18 sessions of things that you can do to bring growth to your church. If we're a pastor here, you want church growth, you'll be asking, when will you close so that I can go and get these books? When will you close? Are there enough copies? Are there enough copies? I hope they don't buy it and they say that it is finished. Your heart will be panting after church God books. Your heart will be panting after church go conferences. Your heart will be panting after pastors who have built large churches. The messages and the videos and books of mega church pastors, your heart will be panting after them all the time. When you go to a bookshop, you pass the marriage session. You pass the prosperity session. You pass the different sessions. Eh? Madam, do you have anything here on church call? Because of the desire. The strong desire. The strong desire. It will drive you. It will drive you. It will drive you. When you come to my cathedral, we are very crazy about church growth. It's the language that we hear most. <laughs> Is yourself going? How many people are yourself? How many people do come to church with this side? You didn't come with anybody. Why? Explain. Who pour water on you? Hey! So this must be your attitude. Without a change in your attitude, you are not going to be able to continue on the journey to church growth because it's a difficult journey. Yeah. And the church doesn't grow in one day. The church is grows, but it doesn't grow in one day. You have to continue to do different things. Until you see the church growing gradually, gradually, but growing steadily to be growing. Hallelujah. The attitude that a pastor who wants church growth must have, two of them. Number one, have a heart for church growth because life begins in the heart. And number two, the size of your heart depends on size of your ministry because you work with your hands and your hands is as big as your heart <laughs> number two you must have a vision with regards to the vision number one you must see it and number two it must become 
a burning vision in your heart. Yeah. All our missionaries whose churches are not growing, the first answer is that there is no burning vision. There's no benefit. That's not benefit. There's no drive. That's no drive. That's no drive. That's why we don't see you in Accra. We don't see you that. Not that you have been called to come. Why are you here? Oh, I've decided that this week, I want to spend the whole of this week moving around the mega churches. I want to see. How is it? What is going on there? What is going on? How did they do it? It must consume you. It must burn in you. The same passion, Pasampadu, that you used to chase your wife. Do, do you remember? Yes. Yeah. They be three times. Seven kilometers old. When this car cry, you are happy to walk. You'll be sweating. Why are you sweating so? You're a gym farmer. I'm a gym farmer. Hey! I'll send you a test. Can I please have some credit? When this car? But design it. The burning design it. What's it? How much? Maybe how much? You shouldn't ask how much. Go with this car. We say, okay, I'll send you two Ghana or three Ghana. We say, how much? Because of the desire. Then she said, oh, only 50 Ghana. Yeah. We'll three with me, 50 Ghana. I said, you said, no problem. Oh, no problem. No problem. Desire. Desire. Desire for that girl. It makes you to do everything. May you have that desire in your heart for the church to grow. For the church to grow. Stand to your feet and lift up your hands. Stand to your feet, lift up your hands. Pray. Ask God to give you a burning desire for church growth. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. We are closing. Lift up your hands. Yes. Oh, yes. Lift up your hands and pray. We are praying for a burning desire. Yes, Lord. Lord, give me a burning desire for church growth. A burning desire. A burning desire. Katabale. Reshiva Kapole Mazaya. Rakapali Toleba. Lift up your voice and pray, Lord, give me a burning desire. A burning desire for church growth. 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 Lift up your voice and say, Lord, give me a burning desire. A burning desire, Lord. A burning desire, Lord. A burning desire, Lord. A burning desire, Lord. For church growth, Limo Sakatabalia, Ribo Shabalababa, Imantole Bazaba, Rizako Palimayandele, Rikatalibaya, Ayabaka Palimama, Rezebre Katolemaya, Ibakata. Lift up your hands, everybody praying. Give me a desire. 
Give me vision. Give me vision. Give me vision. Give me a heart yes, that wants mega church. Yes, Lift Lord. up your hands and pray. Give me vision. Give me vision. Give me the desire for a mega church, for a large church, for church Father, 
We thank you, Lord, for the mega church. Please give us a heart that desires, that is full, that is pregnant with the mega church. Lord, cause us to see. Open our eyes to see. Large churches, Lord, in the realm of our spirits. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And our Lord, give us a burning vision, a burning desire, an internal engine. Let it draw us to prayer. Let it draw us to soaking of messages by mega church pastors. Let it draw us to reading of mega church books, attending mega church conferences. Let it draw us towards the mega church, Lord. I pray for every pastor here. Lift up your hand. Father, impart the anointing for the mega church to every pastor here, every church worker here. Pastor that is standing here, Lord, I pray, bless us. Let us see at least 1,000 members in our churches. Give us at least 1,000 members. Lift up your hands and receive it. Give us at least 1,000 members. Give us branches. Give us branches. Give us churches. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. We thank you for the days ahead. Tomorrow morning, tomorrow evening, Friday morning, Friday evening. Let your anointing increase. Let your power increase. Let your wisdom increase. Change our lives completely. Change our minds. Change our hearts, oh God. Infuse us with the wisdom to grow large churches. The desire to grow large churches. The revelation to grow large churches. We thank you. We receive all these powerful supernatural blessings. In Jesus name. Amen. been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Lighthouse Chapel International Light of the World Cathedral Collegon, opposite the Collegon main gate. Please note our service times. English services, early rain service, 6.30 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. His presence service, 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. And love and faith service, 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Other languages, L'Eglise Glorious, French, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Love and Victory, Gain, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. And Love and Hope, Tree, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Our Vibrant You Church also starts at 12 noon to 2 p.m. Be part of our midweek importation service this and every Tuesday from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. prompt. 
For prayer, counseling, and further inquiries, please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again, 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. God bless you.